episode 64, The Death of Mid-Journey. Hey everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have a fun-filled episode for you today. From Mid-Journey apparently going to die, all the way to some helpful tactics to use on ChatGPT. So buckle up as I catch you up on all that's gone down in the past couple. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Of weeks. I wanted to add a new segment to the show before we dive into the main topic as well as some other topics. The segment is called Small Tactic, basically a small piece of knowledge that you could use in the AI space in under five minutes. So no lengthy description, but something you can do almost immediately to improve your life or someone else's in the AI space using AI tools, obviously. Now, today's small tactic, in keeping with the theme, is for mid-journey. Now, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and she loves to draw in color, and is always asking for pictures to draw on, or, you know, hey, Dad, can you buy me some coloring books? So I asked her what she wanted to color, and she said castles. So all I did was type in uh, mid-journey, and this is the exact prompt, black and white castles from a coloring book, and it came up with some fantastic coloring pages to color in. My daughter loved it, and it truly was that simple. And again, I've only simply scratched the surface on that. Very cool tidbit. And I know some of you out in the audience, you, 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 if you're anything like me, you see some of these prompts and you think, man, those can be so elaborate. But this one was really that simple. And trust me, guys, later in the show, we'll cover some pretty crazy prompts. Or I won't cover them, but you can go see some pretty crazy prompts in mid-journey from uh, someone who is working on them. So if you have kids or just a kid at heart, give this little tactic, tactic a try and send me some of your creations. That's today's small tactic. Today's main topic is Midjourney's death. Apparently, Midjourney is already dead, and Dolly 3 is a godsend, even though it won't be truly coming out till later in October. And yes, guys, I'm fully aware that I put the clickbait title in the title of this episode, but man, people love to hear something as great as going down or being taken over or just already put, like I said, putting it in its grave, even though it isn't even here yet. So for those unaware, OpenAI announced Dolly 3, a massive update to the text-to-image platform that will integrate directly into ChatGPT. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that again, that will integrate directly into ChatGPT. That is the big one. We'll talk about that in a minute. The image quality, and, and this is from them, the image quality, quality of Dolly 3 is extremely competitive, competitive to mid-journey, and it's directly integrated into ChatGPT. All apparently going to knock out mid-journey, right? It ended quote there, I said, all apparently going to knock out mid-journey. Now, if you've listened to this show, you'll know that AI has been really cool and the features coming down the line have been phenomenal, fantastic. But one department that has been working overtime is the marketing teams, guys. These demos are made to look amazing and the actual product can a lot of times be a little bit of a letdown. Our main example of this is Adobe's generative fill in their Photoshop. Demos were amazing. Actual product, not so much. 
Now, I'm not saying Dolly 3 won't be amazing, but what I am saying is that we need to actually mess around with it and use it before we act, we start actually putting judgment on it that it'll be the death of Midjourney. Now, some history for you guys. Dolly came out a little bit back in January of 2021 with some major updates along the way and was pretty good at the time. I'd, I, I'd say good, not great. Dolly, honestly, it felt a little more like they mashed images together. They felt a little blurry. Okay, You, you could just tell it was an AI tech. Then Midjourney came out and really changed the game in July of 2022. And the big difference here is Midjourney really reflected find the images and made some excellent pictures and and even pictures that were really hard to tell if it was AI that had created them. So there's your quick history lesson on the two technologies. And it's always kind of been thought of that Midjourney is one step ahead of Dolly, at least what I'm I, I saw out there. Now this is an opinion, or, or this was, uh, I'm not going to pretend like this was an original idea. Jim Fran wrote about this, uh, and I'll tag him, he's on Twitter, about Dolly 3 coming out, and while it'll improve at a faster rate than Midjourney. And he makes some good points here, so let's run over each point real quickly. His first one was multi-turn dialogue is an excellent UI to collect human feedback. Don't worry, I'll try to explain what this means. Basically, what he's saying is people will explain what's wrong with the generative image to freeform language, giving very fine-grained annotations for each refinement. This chat log is natively compatible with multimodal LLMs, large language models, training set, and GPT-4's vision ability. can also be improved with the very same data. I don't know if I explained that any better, but that's a little bit of what it is. Number two is what he said was far superior algorithmic efficiency. Guys, I really practice saying that one too, algorithmic. Now, their open AIs got far more data efficient new algorithms uh, with their consistency model than the standard diffusion stack out there. And model improvement per extra unit training data is apparently superior. Okay. Number three points out is the ecosystem. Integration with chat GPT is such a killer move is what he says. In my opinion, this is actually the biggest one of the four here we're going to talk about. You can seamlessly get images from what you what you were prompting with ChatGPT. So it's not just an image creator like Midjourney. You can work on prompts without even leaving the site all working in one app. That 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 to me that is really what changes the game because you go to Midjourney, you make an image, right? You get the image over. You go to ChatGPT, you, you know, you can go to um, Claude, you can go to Bard, uh, get get a prompt, send it over to Midjourney. This way, you're stuck in the ecosystem. You're right there. And if we know anything about us with technology, the easier it is to flip around and do things, the more you're going to stay with it. For example, Google Suites, they're really good. They keep you all in one location, right? So. That is the biggest one. It's already in there. And if it's as good as Midjourney, then Midjourney is in trouble, in my opinion. Now, number four he puts up is existing user base. Midjourney has about 16 million users, where ChatGPT has about 100 million. Now, he also does point this out, and I will reiterate it for the norm, for the uh, layman or the normal person like myself, is Discord can be clunky at times, which is what Midjourney is running. That's how you uh, do all your prompts. And it really isn't very beginner-friendly, so it... it, it there is a barrier to entry there, right? And I'm not saying barrier to entry to all the you techies out there. I'm talking barrier to entry to, again, kind of the norm, the normal person. Like Midjourney is or not Midjourney, but Discord. And sometimes you're like, what What are we doing here? Anyway, even if, um, even if ChatGPT takes 10% of users away from Midjourney, that is a huge percentage. If they can pull that away with this Dolly three 
uh, technology that they're they're adding on to and adding to ChatGPT. So this is a very big threat to MidJourney. Now, this also allows you to get GPT-4 and get this tech all um, all because you have to pay for GPT-4. You pay for that and you get you get Dolly with that. So why would you even pay for MidJourney now? Because you have to pay for MidJourney to use it. So this allows um, you know ChatGPT users to just have all, all all the users stuck in there like we've talked about. And again, that's a big difference. Okay, so on paper it can do wonders. This Dolly three apparently its back end is better. It'll have more customers and it'll create amazing images all from one place. Now, the real question, will it work or will it fade and people continue to use MidJourney? Predictions. Dolly has a lot to catch up on and I don't think one update will fix it. I think MidJourney is here to stay and it's not like MidJourney doesn't have any updates under their sleeves either. Come on, they're not lying down on the job. Name that movie. The demos look great, but how does it actually perform? I might be proven wrong, but I don't think Dolly 3 will compare to MidJourney. Tell me why I'm wrong. You can email me at the chat report at gmail.com with your own thoughts. And that's today's big topic is Dolly 3 and MidJourney. ChatGPT can talk. ChatGPT mobile app is bringing voice and image recognition capabilities to the chatbot. With this update, users can now speak their, speak their queries to ChatGPT, and it, it will respond with its synthesized voice. Additionally, the app can describe images and provide more context when users upload or snap a photo. It is, in essence, going to act just like a Siri or Alexa, which it'll probably be a smarter Siri or Alexa, in my opinion. The big one here, I think, is the ability to describe images. This one would be extremely impressive if used correctly. Imagine having an issue, and instead of describing it, you take a picture and ask, what's wrong here? Hey, ChatGPT, um, hey, what's wrong with my engine? Now, you do have to be a Plus or an Enterprise customer to u- utilize it, so that'll be 20 bucks, please. Now, imagine being a kid and talking to ChatGPT and getting all your questions answered. Hey, tell me the history of Rome. Tell me the history of Alexander the Great. Right, and then it goes. It can go deeper and deeper instead of just you know go, uh, going getting lost in a Google search. Now, if you back to the kid at heart, because we talked about tactic today on that. Imagine taking a picture with all your Legos and then asking it to come up with some really cool custom designs. Now, I know, I know what you're saying, Ryan. They already have that out there. Well, I've read some threads and I heard it doesn't work that well. So maybe ChatGPT can help with this um, with this problem. Anyway. A lot of interesting possibilities. And again, the demos look good. Let's not all focus on the demos. Let's actually try the product for ourselves, see what the hype is all about. So let me know what your thoughts on that one. Microsoft 365 Copilot. Some of the bigger news was that Microsoft was dropping Copilot finally. Hey, Ryan, what's Copilot? Great question. This is taken directly from their website. And I quote, a digital companion for your whole life that will create a single co-pilot user experience across Bing, Edge, Microsoft 365, and Windows. In essence, a chat GPT for all your computer needs built into the system. Now, there will be three rollouts on this. A co-pilot for Microsoft and Windows, which is currently underway and is basically an advanced Clippy, followed by Bing Chat Enterprise, which cost 
I, what I read was five bucks a month and has more security. And then finally, we have Microsoft 365 Copilot coming on November 1st, which is integrated into all the Microsoft 365 apps like um, Word, Excel. And that'll cost 30 bucks a month. Now, Ryan, I'm excited. Well, don't get too excited because all three of these options are only to commercial and enterprise customers. Unfortunately, we, the commoners, might not see it for a while. But, but, but. There is hope, my friends. This And the hope <laughs> lies in Google because Google already has some of these built-in functions, some, some functions in their G Drive within their docs and sheets. And when you're in one of those, you should be able to see a pen with a star to the left when you're in docs or, or sheets. And it'll ask something like, help me write this and tone it differently or summarize paragraphs. So already integrated into your Google suite. Probably not as advanced, probably not as advanced as uh, these Microsoft 365, but it's something you can play around with for the time being. But again, I say another but here because Google, that, that's like a minor thing, but Google is also working on something even bigger to compete with Copilot called da, 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 Google Duet, which you can get on the wait list for, but it looks like when it fully comes up, it'll be like 30 bucks a month as well, which is integrated into all your Google suites. And again, like Copilot, it's only available to current commercial customers. You can check that out as well as look at some of the demos because they do look good again. Dolly and MidJourney aren't the only two duking it out because Google and Microsoft are at each other's throats again with this. Do you do everything on Google's platform or Microsoft's? And with that, I wonder, will there, will there not be any more mixing of products and what I mean by that is right now I'm on Google for work, right? I'm, I'm online. I use some of the docs, use some of the sheets. But then I also use Word and Excel and PowerPoint when I'm making presentations, obviously mixing Google and Microsoft. In the future, will I solely be on Microsoft's Edge platform and only use their 365 or the Word suite on, on Google with their Google Sheets and Docs and, you know, use Google Duet? I'm sure some of you have already been made certain moves like this because you're in the business and you go, hey, I'm only using Google or I'm only using Microsoft. But I wonder if it'll be no more mixing from here on out. Now, back to 365 Copilot with Microsoft, using it for just enterprise customers. How long before they roll it out to the general public? Only time will tell, but we need some insiders to tell us, is it really worth it? Is it, you know, is it really working for you? Is everything going on? So I charge you, the, the audience, if you happen to be using it and you're, you're an enterprise customer and you're saying, hey, it actually is pretty worth its while, Here, here's some tidbits. Let me know at dchatgbtreport at gmail.com. promise to keep your identity secret, but I'm just really curious more than anything. Money in a minute. So Anthropic uh, recently got the backing of Amazon uh, for about $4 billion. If you're not familiar, Anthropic is the ones that created Claude, which is a big competitor of BARD and ChatGBT and other generative AI. A good move, and if you read the release, you'll see that the agreement gives Anthropic access to the AWS cloud. Many of these partnerships have these stipulations, and what we're seeing is small companies getting creative, then needing the big boys to invest in them so they can, so they can continue to create since these large language models are not cheap with all the computing power. Our prime example of this is OpenAI teaming up with Microsoft. And Amazon, in turn, gets to build on top of Anthropic's state-of-the-art models. And the keywording, keywording, Amazon will take a minority stake. In my opinion, that's the biggest thing Amazon gets because I think that minority stake will be a majority stake in five years.
So do you remember last episode when I mentioned how great that generative AI feature was when I Googled anything? Uh, you, you Google something, immediately came with the answers. You didn't even have to look at it on Wikipedia. Well, I did some back-end research, and I figured out how I got it. I, I, found, I kind of found it randomly more than anything. But when you're in your Google Chrome, when you're signed in, next to your name at the top right, you'll see a beaker. And it should say, when you hover over it, Search Labs. And right now, they have four options that you can turn on. You can turn on SGE, Generative uh, AI and Search, which is what I have. And then there's another SGE while browsing, which is basically a sidebar that helps you understand key points while researching. And then they have a code tips one that you can use directly into search. I'm not very good at coding. I need to get better at that, but we'll talk about that later. And then finally, they have an add to Sheets, which is basically you can add a link to the website to Sheets directly so you don't have to be flipping back and forth. All really helpful. And and the only stipulation I will say on this is that most of them are ending in December and November. So if you have them, use them now. And what I think is happening here, I think it's all under beta testing for Google Duet to see how all this stuff works. But just uh, just another one of Ryan's opinions that, you know, I might go 0 for 4 on this episode, but only time will tell. Now, I had a poll for Spotify users last week about Anthropic's Claude. Um, Anthropic owns Claude, like I said earlier. And I wanted to tell you the results here. I asked the question, have you tried Claude yet? And the answers were 70% no and 30% yes. Kind of what I had thought, really. I mentioned that because I've been looking through threads, and Claude continually comes up as having a pretty good answer feature. And people are saying, hey, sometimes the answers are better than ChatGPT as well as Bard. So I encourage you, if you're working on a project or anything that you would normally go to ChatGPT for, try and give Claude a whirl. Might be worth your time, and if it's not, then you can always just go back to ChatGPT or Bard. No harm done. But I mention this to you because it'll help broaden your horizons and give give you other avenues to explore maybe more complex answers as well. So don't sleep on Claude. Also, hopefully someone that $4 billion makes it my way for promoing it for him. And finally, I didn't want to talk your ear off about this one too much because it's more of a visual thing than anything, but I'll link it on Twitter and LinkedIn. And also, I've already posted about it on Tuesday, so if you go to our, the ChatGPT uh, report socials, you'll see them. An individual by the name P-A-P-S-A-M-I-R on Reddit has figured out how to make infographics with MidJourney without fake AI text and has over 18,000 templates for all different types of industries. If you've ever worked in MidJourney, you'll understand the frustration with this process of getting fake letters and words out of the picture. But another tidbit for you, they found out that th- th- this is kind of how you um, how you prompt it in there. You avoid saying things that you don't want. So you, he basically said avoid terms like infographic and no text. Interesting thing to note there. He also provided prompts so you can customize your own as well as how, as well as how to make it to different sizes. For example, vertical standard, vertical half length. The post also showcases different industries. Once you click into a specific one, for example, uh, the, the example I'm going to use here is construction, architecture, infogra- in, <laughs> architecture, infographics. Excuse me. 
It'll then show you the prompt to use to make it all with the color palette as well. So you can kind of adjust it how you want to there. And there are thousands of them. And this post is not getting enough attention. I think it's only got a couple hundred upvotes, but it is really worth your time if you really want to impress clients or if you just want to think outside the box and get a different infographic for something you're working on. And he's given all, he has them for all for free, which is really cool of him. So hats off and please utilize this moving forward because I think it will be something you, the audience, will really, really appreciate going for. I've got bookmarked. I've already messed around with it a ton, and it's, it, 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 it's electric. Let's just say that. Thank you guys for giving me a listen, rate and review, and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a new episode every other week on Thursday. Check out the website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can support me financially. Follow us on link or follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPTReport. And please send me an email, thechatgptreport at gmail.com. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Rest of your next week, and we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>